Oh non, mes yeux, ils sont sans visage. The following podcast contains spoilers for Eyes Without a Face. You have been warned. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio, where Mike didn't get absolutely offensive this time with the uh, French accent. <laughs> I mean, the I did whole... a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was better than Mansoir Hula. The French, sure. the French I spoke is Google, so if it's wrong, blame Google. <laughs> I said, that "Oh damn no, Google. my eyes—they are without a face." Oh, so that's what that I means. See, I, I kind of see what you did there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How you doing? I'm all right. Working, uh, working late lately because I've been staying up way too late lately mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. getting to work late lately, and just just a domino effect of things. But right now, I'm cozed the fuck out in some sweatpants, a Ooh. little waffle thermal shirt, and I got this new cardigan that's like kind of long, so it looks like a mom's cardigan, but it's for mm. me. And uh, I am comfy the. F- you, I was gonna say you sound comfier than usual. It's it, the only thing I'm missing is some hot tea right next to me. There you and go. Then, yeah, and then I'm cozy cream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, while you were cozy, did you watch any movies? I feel like I already know the answer to this, but uh, <laughs> you know that answer. Come on. Yeah, now. I do. I do. Uh, I had watched the movie we saw together for our review, which was Halloween, and hey, thank God it did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um. Uh, finally, Sunday night, I had been kind of like waiting about a week or two for this show. Um, I had talked about it a few weeks ago called Pantheon, which is a, a genuinely good show. Um, it's basically, I'll uh, just kind of re-synopsis it. It's about uploading your mind to kind of the cyber web and just being eternal uh, mm-hmm. through through your soul, but through your mind or whatever, whatever connection you want to call that. Uh, those types, that subject matter is super intriguing to me and I love it. Um, I never understand it cause I'm not smart enough for it, Yeah. but the show is really good, really well handled. My only flaw with it is it, it could have been one more episode and then it could have been done as a show. But mm-hmm. what I think they're doing is they made it, they made it one less episode to make it another season basically. And it kind of infuriates me a little bit. Uh, because I was ready to finish it and be like, oh, man, I, that was actually so good. Now I'm like, man, that was so good. But now I have to watch another season, most likely in the future. It weirdly ties itself together, but it's enough to leave you being like, oh, now what the fuck are they going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, but that was a really good show. Regardless, I would recommend it. Um, and then finally, I watched Eyes Without a Face. Yeah. Which we yes. shall get into. But you, M- Michael, tell me. <laughs> Tell me. I watched uh, ten movies. <laughs> Sorry, there I was just thrown off by that singing. 
Uh, the first one was for the 1001 movies you must see you before you die for the mm-hmm. November episode. It's called An Affair to Remember. Uh, it's from the 1950s. It is a rom com, as the title suggests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find out my thoughts in the November episode of uh, Cinema Bucket List where I will discuss it a little bit further. Which, by Uh, the way, people, if you haven't watched an episode yet, you're kind of missing out. mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. how dare you? How dare you? I I can vouch for how good they are. I'm putting so much work into these things. You are, and it's it's showing. I like it a lot. (laughs) Uh, Then I next... uh, Then I next... Then next Mm. I watched... Uh, Marvel's newest uh, special uh, presentation, as they called it, Werewolf by Night, (laughs) uh, with Gael Garcia Bernal. Uh, It is a Marvel Wolfman movie kind of thing. I don't know much about, like, where it stands in the MCU, but it is Mm -hmm. part of the MCU. Uh, Gael Garcia Bernal's in it, and I love Wolfman. Uh, The aesthetic of it is incredible. It's it's shot much like the old Universal horror movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I really enjoyed it more than I re- enjoy most Marvel things, mainly because it didn't feel like a Marvel thing. That's kind of a plus. Yes, it's it's mostly black and white. There's a little bit of color towards the end, but it's mostly black and white, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. And uh, yeah, I, I highly suggest people check that out. It's less than an hour, so there's really no reason not to. Oh, that's not too uh, good. It's not one of these 10-hour seasons of TV shows or anything. It's just... I think it's like 55 minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, then we watched Hollywood Halloween ends. You can check out what we thought on the YouTubes. Then I watched my film Banshee cause I just finished it. Mm-hmm. I uh, also watched that. You did. I, I was, I didn't want to bring it up that you didn't mention it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, watched it for the first time as completed and have probably watched it like three or four times since, but I did not m- list every time because I didn't want to seem like I'm conceited. On Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, I, that, I see why I didn't list it. Sorry, go ahead. It's all good. Uh, that will uh, be available eventually. He's got to do a festival run first. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably mention on here when festivals are. So if people want to check it out, they're more than welcome to. Uh, then for the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die November episode, uh, I watched The Five Venoms, which is... Uh, a 1978 kung fu movie. <laughs> I was uh, confused. I'm like, there's only like two of them, aren't there? Right now, it is about as uh, it has all the great stereotypes of a 1970s kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can find out more about my thoughts in November. Then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched City Lights, a Charlie Chaplin film. Uh, if you like Charlie Chaplin, you're gonna like that. But you can find out more of my thoughts in November. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Caitlin and I went on a much-needed date. We hadn't been on a date in a long time because when your new you parents... You guys kissed, didn't you? No, uh, I, I, I never tell. I've oh. actually never kissed her in my entire life. That's, That's uh, actually impressive to see how far you've come. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but yeah, we, we kiss a little bit. And then uh, we uh, she wanted to see Don't Worry, Darling, so I, mm-hmm. I rewatched that. The only reason I rewatched it is because she wanted to see it. Of course. Uh, still about as... A wasted potential as I initially thought. Uh, she liked it though, so you know, that's Glenn good. and I are not the end all be all of movie knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, also, everyone pray to the Lord if that ever does happen. <laughs> yes, everyone should honestly like yeah, listen to us. We like talking to you guys about movies, but make your own decisions, make your mm-hmm. own opinions. If you really want to see something, go see it. If you're on the fence, maybe listen to us. Yeah. There you go. Uh, then I watched Iris Without a Face. We're going to talk about that in a second. It was a rewatch. I had seen it before. Then I watched Weird Al's movie from 1989, UHF. It's mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. as weird and goofy as a Weird Al movie would 
be expected to be. Did did the uh, did his movie come out with uh, Mr. Radcliffe? Not yet, I believe. Uh, Surprisingly, I think they might be doing an Oscar push. So <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. I, I don't know. It's, I think it's coming out in December, which usually means they're doing an Oscar push, but who knows. Uh, then for the 1001 Movies November episode, uh, I rewatched Blade Runner. Uh, find out more about my thoughts in the November episode. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I watch. You know, not too much. Just not too more bad than either. a movie a day. It's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, without any further ado, let's get into Eyes Without a Face. Pourquoi mens-tu Depuis le temps que je te connais, je lis sur ton visage. Dis-moi la vérité. Les gens n'approfondiront pas. Ils ne chercheront pas à savoir ce qui se passe ici, surtout. Mais que se passe-t-il dans cette mystérieuse ville-là A surgeon causes an incident which leaves his daughter disfigured and goes to extreme lengths to give her a new face. Yes, it is directed by Georges Franjou, uh, written by Jean Redon, Pierre Berlou. Uh, it's based on the novel by Jean Redon, and the adaptation is Pierre Boileau. I, again, I apologize for all my ter- terrible French pronunciation. Thomas Narsajak, uh, Jean Redon also helped with the adaptation. Claude Sauté and B- Sauté, I just think of sautéed onions. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, so Claude. <laughs> <laughs> and Pierre like, Gascar. It is starring Pierre Bressour, uh, Alida Valli, Juliette Meyniel, and Alexandre Renault. And yeah, I have. I actually, you know, now that we're into the episode a bit, you, I didn't want to give too much away about having seen this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I own it on Blu-ray, so that should go to tell you how I enjoy this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is, uh, of course, a streaming roulette pick. The gods of film had picked it. Oh, well, the gods of film gave us three, and then we picked it out of the three. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to just hear your thoughts for the most part on this. I do have things to say. I do have things to add. But since I, you, this was your first time watching it, I want to hear what you think. What did you think of mm-hmm. Eyes Without a Face? My thoughts on Eyes Without a Face. Um, yeah, uh, so I was kind of uh, flustered, shall I say. Because I yeah. feel like people liked it more than I did. <gasps> And a lot of people liked it more than I did, which is kind of alarming. Um, I guess my biggest issue with it mainly came from its pacing. Um, I, I, I totally understand that. It is a very slow-paced movie. Yeah, not, um, not in any way that it's like a bad movie. It yeah. just, it was, that's, that was kind of its biggest flaw with it is how long it felt like it, it, it tried to get to certain spots and... Uh, when it did, it, it it feel like it didn't exactly pay off in, yeah, in those moments. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I enjoyed it. I I loved I loved first off the fact that you're sitting there in the beginning of the movie. You're like, God, I want to see her face because they're hiding it so fucking well. You're like, <laughs> God, I want to see her face so fucking bad. I want to see her face. And then luckily, it doesn't make you wait for the whole movie to actually see it. And they show it maybe a little bit before the the halfway point through it. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a half hour in. And you're like, yeah, that was worth it. That was fucking, yeah, she's brutally ugly. Jesus. <laughs> Horrifying. 
Oh, uh, I, I like the build up to that because you're sitting there. You're like, man, I want to see the because she every time the camera was turned to her, it was just the back of her head or like the yeah. side of her head. But you never actually saw any point of her face. And then that big build up to when she walked up to one of the victims and bada bing, bada boom. She got scared as much as I did. She actually said bada bing, bada boom, too. She did. And, yeah. and you would think like an Italian would say that. But no, this was a French woman. Uh, mm -hmm. crazy times that we lived in back in the <laughs> 60s um but i mean yeah other than other than the pacing i i enjoyed it um especially the doctor who's just trying to fix his daughter yeah doesn't really give a shit about too much about these other women as long as his daughter is fixed for the accident that he caused yeah and you know this this woman who's his assistant uh who he helped fix before his daughter got into an accident she's just dead set on trying to help him no matter what because you know she was uh, dis disface figured um and he helped her I, th yeah. I found a lot of a lot of the elements in this was really cool it just it was the just the pacing that kind of took me back a little bit by it yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's fair yeah. um i i personally think uh this is a very atmospheric film i think that's the best part about it uh, mm -hmm. I personally love the pacing of it, but I also like slower movies when done correctly. Um, yeah. And Mike uh, so, also knows that I'm not the biggest fan of older movies either. And so I feel like your biggest problem with older movies is the pacing, like yeah. probably 75% of the time, if not more. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it, yeah. It's never to say that those old movies are bad. It's just I, I sit there and I pace and I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, my favorite part about this is that the doctor, um, played by Pierre Brassard, I don't know why I went to say his name. I can't pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he he's not he's a bad guy, but he's not evil. He's I'm bad guy, but I'm not bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like he's he's driven by guilt and uh a a a he's striving for knowledge and and being able to fix this problem that he created and mm -hmm. uh he's obviously a horrible person in the sense that he doesn't care about anyone but himself and his daughter but it doesn't stem from a uh, a place of you know blind bloodlust it, yeah. it's it's there's an end to the means um and in his mind the end justifies the means and uh, the thing I l really liked about it is the um, the one victim who you know, wakes up and sees her face uh, when they eventually take her face to put it on to uh, Chris uh, Christiane. Um, mm -hmm. They show you that he's not killing these people. Uh, the the per the woman in the beginning either died from an accident or much like the second woman died from uh running away and like falling or whatever it's it's not killing them is not the goal it's it's more imprisoning them happened. until they can figure out yeah it's how it happened and it's imprisoning them again not justifying it at all but it would have been yeah. so easy for them to just be like oh we're gonna kill these people but it mm. showed you that he was actually trying horribly to do the the right thing even though he went about the worst way possible uh yeah. and uh it's it, it was it kind of for lack of a better word created this not 
sympathy, but understanding. Like you understand yeah. where he's coming from. Like you would never do it, but you understand where he's coming from. You better watch yourself. And, you don't know me, Mike. Yeah. And another thing I love about it is that in the beginning, uh, they they th- have this like red herring where uh, the woman uh, who ends up being like his assistant, she's mm-hmm. dumping a body in the river, and you're just like, hold up. And then you hear these uh, uh, policemen talking to him about his daughter who's missing and mm-hmm. how the scars on the woman's face resemble that of his daughter's face. And it really give, it creates this suspicion that he might be like a victim in this. Yeah. Of course, that's going in without knowing the plot. Uh, and they let that go on for 30 full minutes until you mm-hmm. realize. Like they, they even uh, have the one father who, whose daughter it actually is uh, come up to him and be like, are you sure it was your daughter? Blah, blah, blah. And he, he even has the audacity the audacity to say funny how I should be the one to comfort you. Yeah. When he's the reason that that guy's daughter is missing, but you don't know that at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's not until the 30 minute point, which again brings us to the pacing that you weren't uh, totally in love with when you finally find out that his daughter's alive and he lied to the police in order to get this body that he could make for his, uh, like says, says his daughter's, so that it takes suspicion off of him and everything. And it's just such a, uh, a interesting way to go about it. It's, it's, it's a unique film, to say the least. Regardless of its pacing, it, it was a big oh shit moment and had yeah. me a little bewildered. I was like, oh, god damn, this guy. Yeah. And now that's I what understand I, what the what was going on in the beginning with the body and, and the and the woman. I was like, "What the hell is this lady doing?" Yeah, and, and that's that's what out. I that's what I love most about this movie. It's it's very atmospheric. It it leads you along, uh, and and sh- showing you what you think to be one thing, and then showing you that it's completely false and there's the fabrication, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and it also has this this creepy design of uh, you know. Uh, Christian who uh, has the mask that fits perfectly to her face and almost looks like a face but it doesn't move it's it's plastic or plaster or yeah. whatever it's made out of and it's such a creepy look and creates such a ominous atmosphere that just blends well with the doctor character and the assistant character who's infatuated with the doctor because she sa- he saved her face Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, I, I love this movie. I can't, I can't say it enough, but I completely understand where you're coming from at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, re- regardless of the fact of how I feel about pacing uh, in any old timey movie, uh, this, this movie was solid. It had its oh shit moments and even, even the ending, everything, uh, was summed up to, to, you know, how, how each person deserved what they got, you know, in their mm-hmm. own way. Um, I read one comment saying this is like you go girl movie. Like she deserved that type movie. And it, it yeah, she did like, uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was no matter what I say, it, it is a solid film as yeah. far as it goes. It's just the pacing. That's, Yo, that's all it that. is. And that's not even that big of a deal. You yeah. Know? And it is a totally a you go girl movie because, uh, not only did her father cause an accident that messed up her face, mm-hmm. he, comes up with this plan that essentially imprisons her until he can fix it when the correct way to go about it would be to uh you know it, to let her ac- accumulate not accumulate it, uh acclimate to her new life with her new face 
get mm-hmm. her skin grafts, which I'm pretty sure were a thing around then. I could be wrong. Not face transplants, but like a skin yeah. graft to kind of clean up her face a little bit, make it more presentable. Um, and so, yeah, essentially she becomes a, a prisoner to her own father who causes this accident. So, you know, when when the she lets the dogs go, which I read one thing that like the dogs were the only people who didn't judge her by her looks, which mm-hmm. is why dogs are the best. They dogs are. are great. Uh, and when they uh, when she lets them go and then they attack and kill her father, it is a really like, yeah, get him. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're cool. Go, girl. You go, girl. Yas queen kind of thing. <laughs> 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 uh, a huge yas queen um, yes. <laughs> and and just and just the way the dogs were the ones to get him too is uh, like it was just mm-hmm. a big full circle because he was that, experimenting too. on them too yeah he was experimenting on them and you know he kind of just put them in cages just like he put his daughter in in a you know mm-hmm. air quotes cage um it, it just it was just solid way to go around yeah i really really liked it you know really yeah. surprised actually I watched this at work. I'll say that. I watched it at work on my phone. But it, it didn't take away from anything. You know, it didn't take away from my experience watching the movie because you were uh, just because the, the way I feel about the pacing doesn't mean you weren't attached to the story and what was going on in any way. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, if yeah. anything, you're more attached to the story because you're feeling the, the slowness. You're yeah. feeling that your questions aren't being answered. So if anything, it shows that you were more attached to the story than normal because mm-hmm. otherwise you probably wouldn't even notice the pacing. Yeah. Um, but me, you know me, I like a slow burn. I like it when movies take their time. And uh, yeah, this definitely takes its time. It's got great artistic design to it, like with the mask and and uh, the even the down to the bandages on the women that he removes the faces from. Uh, just... It's just a a beautifully looking film. Well, even got, even setting alone, like if you look at the trees in the beginning of the movie when like the whole funeral's going on, and they're just it, it takes place in the fall, it seems. So like all these trees are just barren of leaves, and they're just mm-hmm. they look like something out of Tim Burton. It's it, it was really cool to see that. I'm like those are some scary ass trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's yeah, it's great setting, great design. Great performances from everyone. It's it's and even like the the um, the woman that uh, uh, Christiane kills. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name, Christiane. Yeah, uh, I don't attempt it. The <laughs> Edith Scob is the woman who played her. I'm just gonna call her Edith. Uh, but when she kills his assistant because she walks in when she's setting the the other victim free, mm-hmm. like the pain in the assistant's eyes is, is beautiful. Like, you know, to her, to her, she really was just trying to help this girl, uh, who, whose face got messed up and it, it created like this three dimensional pain that, you know, otherwise could have been completely overlooked, but I'm not going to lie. I did laugh at that part though. Yeah. I mean, it's a little funny, but it's cause she got stabbed directly in the throat and then was like, how, <laughs> If, if I, it, you, it wasn't not emotional. I just laughed at how it happened. I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's amazing." Like if if you listen to, I know you were at work, but if you listen to it like on on a good sound system, like there's like gurgling yeah. in that that line delivery. Oh wow, yeah, that makes it more believable. But from like if you get rid of that gurgling, yeah, it's just like why? 
why yeah, why, like, why do you do this it was it was a good laugh but or, but I, I i felt the whole moment for sure yeah. yeah i mean it's also one of those shocking things sometimes shocking things can be funny mm-hmm. uh like uh and f- for instance in halloween ends in the very beginning when that thing happened yep it's kind of funny that even though it's not funny thing. it's just so shocking that it's just funny yeah um but yeah, I, I absolutely love this movie, and uh, I'm glad that even though with bat, with the pacing issues you had with it, you liked it too. Mm-hmm. I'm just a basic bitch about pacing. You I'm just a basic, basic bitch. bitch. Yeah. You got anything else to say? Uh, I think that's honestly all. All right. So that does it for our review for Eyes Without a Face. That brings us to the judgment, as always, and needs to be a unanimous decision whether or not goes on the KFR shelf with Alexa Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, you know, I think it's obvious what I'm going to say, so I'm just going to, you know go on with it kind of build you up to your yes or no uh mm-hmm. this is definitely going on the shelf for me it's one of my favorite french films uh especially from the 60s which is uh notoriously not my favorite time for french movies even though most cinephiles <laughs> love the 60s and french movies uh but yeah i really love this i think it goes on the shelf but what do you think glenn uh all right well listen hmm uh, I've, I've got a lot of thinking about it, you know, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I would say that it probably goes on to the shelf. Nice. Um, regardless how I feel about pacing, no matter, it, it's, it's just my flaw when it comes to it. It's just me sitting through moments, but regardless of that, uh, it's a solid fucking film, almost damn near perfect. If not, uh, just not in my eyes because of the the pacing, but it's yeah. perfect in every other aspect. You know that, you know that that's a uh, and a, uh, like a personal opinion. Yeah, of it's, yours a, and not it's a it's a personal fact. yeah thing. Yeah, and but regardless, goes on the shelf. I I want other people to see this, and it, like I said last week, it makes me want to watch that Antonio Banderas film. Did, did you ever really, find out what it was? Uh, the skin I live in. I'm assuming. Okay, so that's it was it? the one that I brought up. Um, Because I looked it up afterward, and this was the closest thing that I had seen that was probably it. Uh, But I guess we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I I, I mean, I've been meaning to watch that as well. But Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, Eyes Without a Face goes onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. And that does it for the 2022 Spooktacular Spooktober. KFR Spooktacular Spooktober, that is. Uh, (laughs) We had a great, great Spooktacular Spooktober. Yeah. A, a nice, solid six movies. Not all of them made the shelf, but a lot did. They um, did pretty, pretty yeah. good compared to other seasons. Yes, they did. So that brings us to our next assignment. We are going to be taking a week off, so we will not have an episode on November 7th. We will have an episode on November 14th mm-hmm. and uh, do one normal round before jumping into our holiday spectacular. Yeah. Yes. So our next episode is going to be on the 14th and what you need to watch uh, there is an American remake of a Swedish movie coming out uh, starring Tom Hanks, and I love the Swedish version. So, Ooh. Glenn, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to read subtitles. We I, are going I'm to, okay with it. We are going to be watching uh, the 2015 film from Hans Holm, or Hannes Holm, called A Man Called Uwe. Uh, it is going to be available on uh, Prime, along with several other things like Tubi, Pluto, uh, you know, pretty much all the free ones. Uh, and I pronounced the name wrong completely. It's Uve, not Oof. Ove. Uh. Uve, an ill-tempered, isolated retiree who spends his days enforcing block association rules and visiting his wife's graves, has finally given up on life just as an unlikely friendship develops with his boisterous new neighbors. 
Uh, it is written by written and directed by Hannes Holm, based on the novel by Frederick Bachman. It is starring uh, Rolf Losgord, uh, Bahar Pars, Philip Berg, and Ida Engvall. Uh, so the main reason I'm picking this one mm-hmm. is that uh, I love it, first of all. Uh, I know oh. you haven't seen it. Um, but I found something out about the American one that made me kind of irritated, and I'll go into that more if after watching this again. Yeah. Like, pushes that even more. So I may be angry about the... the I'm going to see the, the American remake regardless, but I mm-hmm. might be irritated if what I think happens in this one does indeed happen in this one, and I'm not just I'm remembering curious. it correctly. Yeah, I'm, I'll let you know next time when we record. Yeah. So right. yes... Next week's film is A Man Called Uwe that is going to be on Amazon Prime, Tubo, uh, Tubo, Tubi, uh, Crackle, <laughs> Crackle, Plex. I can't talk right now. It's okay. Uh, but yeah. You're turning into me. And it actually looks like on Amazon it's just going to be rent. So if you don't want to rent, oh, no, it's included with Prime. Man, IMDb is confusing sometimes. They're all over. Um, yeah, so Crackle, Plex, Prime Video, and Tubi. And you can rent it for $2 if you want. I believe it is worth $2 if you do not have Prime and don't want to sit through ads. So, yes, A Man Called Uve. <laughs> Förbjudet att köra bil i det området. Men du kanske inte kan läsa svenska skyltar nu. Jo, det kan jag. Men är du blind kanske? Är det jag som kör? Hunden ska sluta pinka på våra plattor. Lyssna inte på den elaka gubben, Prins. Anders, såg du vad gubben gjorde? Vad gjorde du med hunden? Det är väl ingen hund. Ser mer ut som en vinterkänga med ögon. 27 augusti så lånade min trädgårdslank. Behöver den nu, ja. Ska du vattna nu i mars? Du, om du vattnar dit så vattnar jag dit. Vad är det med dig egentligen, Ove? Jag vet vad det är. Du är rätt saverist. Rädda livet på honom! Honom. Rädda livet på honom, heter Anyway, that does it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until we watch a Swedish movie next week. Next two two weeks. <laughs> I'm Swedish, so I'm allowed to make fun of the Swedish accent. So I can't believe that's you. not true. That's not true. I mean, I am Swedish, but I can't make fun of it. <laughs> I think I did crack some point. At during some that point, review. I think you did inject yourself somewhere <laughs> in there. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>